Okay, let's get started with Parshas Kedoshim, Tavshin Ayin Vav. And for the next couple of months, here in Eretz Yisrael, we will be a one week ahead. So the uh, B'nai Chutz Laaretz will have this year uh, a week earlier. Uh, but uh, fascinatingly, this continues for months all the way till Matos Mase, until uh, middle of the summer when, when we get back uh, together. But either way, we start now Parshas Kedoshim. Parshat Doshim jam-packed out of all the Parshios, the now post-Pesach version of the Parshashir, and we start off with a thought, source number one, about probably the most famous three words in the entire Parsha, even though there are many famous Sukkim in this week's Parsha, starting off with a thought on V'yahavta L'recha Kamocha. And if you look at there's a story, there's a marshal given. If you look at my Anishal Torah, there's always a, a source given. Which of the Rebbes said what is being quoted here? But here it just says, Mi It said. It said, Story of two friends that they were committed to each other. They loved each other. And one of them, all of a sudden, there was a terrible... Um, crime that he was accused of. He was taken, he was judged, convicted. The friend did everything he could to try to save his chaver. Everything, he went through every avenue and every connection to no avail. Didn't help. He doesn't know what to do. He goes, They bring him up to the gallows. They're about to kill him. The, the, the friend can't stand it. He runs up to the gallows. And he runs up. He says, No! It's my fault. I did it. He's innocent. No, do, put me instead. All of a sudden, the friend, number one, that was about to be killed, who now is saved, looks at him and realizes what's going on, and he starts screaming, No, I'm guilty! No, not you, it's me! I'm the one that's guilty! He's innocent! And they're each arguing, No, 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 kill me, kill me, he's innocent! All of a sudden, everybody who came to witness this, you know, doesn't know what to do. They're all in a confusion. What is going on here? They're each saying, kill me, kill me, and the other one's innocent. They didn't know what to do. All of a sudden, finally, it goes and the king hears about it. He says, bring these two friends here. Bring those two people here. I have to have a word with them. Tell me the truth. I want to know what's going on here. This is very strange. We've never had anything like this in the history of our country. I need you to tell me what's going on here. And the friends told them. They said to him, We're friends. We're each trying to save each other. We're both innocent. But if somebody's going to be killed, I want to take the heat. And the other one says, I want to take the heat. The king says, Fine, you're innocent, but I ask one thing. 
Could I be a trio? Could this be a trio? Could I be part of this group? I see such an unbelievable friendship here. Such an unbelievable love. I want in. I want to be part of this. Let me be the third wheel. Says the Mipiashmua. Says the the Olam. The Yahafta Lareacha. Kamocha. If you really have that Avaz Reim, what does the end of the Pasuk say? Ani Hashem. Then Hashem says, I want in. Hashem's the king. If we could be like those friends and commit to each other and be masur to our fellow Jews, then HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, you know, I want to be part of this group. I want to be right, the Shechina Beinehem, as the Chazal say about Ish Isha, But... Uh, here, it's about any two Jews together. Hashem says, I'm in, if you two have that for each other. Okay, that's a nice way to start. Now we get back to the beginning of the parsha, uh, the beginning of Paragutes. Hashem says to Moshe, Gather the entire congregation of the Jews and tell them, Kedoshim Tihiyu, you shall be holy, ki kadosh ani Hashem alokeichem. Because, kadosh ani, because I'm also holy. Be holy because I'm holy, ani Hashem alokeichem. And the famous words of the Ramban, which we discussed many years ago, we're not going to get back into that now. What does kadoshim ti you mean? Um, not just prushim in harai, it's as Rashi says, but not to be a novel brishas ha That's not for now. But two other questions. Rashi emphasizes, the first Rashi in the Parsha, that the Torah here tells us, Daber el kol adas b'nei Yisrael, speak to the entire congregation of Am Yisrael. Milamed, Rashi tells us in the name of the Medrash. You don't need the Medrash to tell us, but the Medrash is just expanding on the Pasuk. Shene'emra parshazu bahakel. This Pasuk was said, bahakel, all of Am Yisrael were together. Mibnei rov gufei Torah tluyidbo. This is such a crucial parsha. The entire b'nei Yisrael had to be there. Hakel, men, women, and children. Everybody had to be there. That is what is, it's so important, the message that Hashem is about to tell Moshe, to tell B'nai Yisrael. What's the message? Kedoshim to you, to be holy. Asks in the Otsvah Satorah, two questions. Number one, is being holy something simple? Something for all of us? To be a Kadosh? Line three, in source number two. Yeshla Tamua. How in the world was this command given to all Klai Yisrael? Kol Adas B'nei Yisrael. Right, Rashi emphasizes. But we know the Bryson, which is the basis for the Sefer Mesulas Yesharim, there's a whole ladder of spirituality. And one has to go step by step to get to the final stages of Tchiyas HaMesim. But where does it start with? Zihirus, and then Zerizus, and then Nikius. It goes step by step. Rav Pinchas ben tells us, line 5, Torah may be a day Zihirus, Zihirus may be a day Zerizus, Zerizus may be a day Nikius, right? Carefulness and Zerizus, alacrity and Nikius, and Nikius, and there are three prakim in the Ramchal about each of these Midos. Nikius may be a day Precious, Precious may be a day Tara. And some of these later prakim we start reading, we realize it's so beyond us. We realize that 
Right? Many times we read Mesul Sisharin, we like, after Parakid Aleph, we have to go back to the beginning. Because after the Kiyos, like, okay, let me chazer. Zahira's reasons that a Kiyos. Because that's what applies to all of us. The later Prakim of Chatira and Chasidus, Anava, Yerashchit, and what's after Yerashchit? Kedusha. One of the last ones is Kedusha. And Kedusha may be the Ruach HaKodesh. Ruach HaKodesh may be the Tchiyas HaMesim. The third to last one. This is said to everybody? To be a Kadosh, Kedoshim to you? It's all the way at the end of the process. How many of us make it to Kedusha? Halavai, we should make it through the first few. So how is it possible, asked the Ostras HaTorah, that Hashem could demand this from us, to give this command, Kedoshim to you, be Kadosh, as if we're all going to make it there? Well, let's, let's be realistic. You know, that's for the Yechide Skula, for the Tzadik Hador. Line 10. Harishamalas HaKadusha El Yonah Ma'od. It's very high. Shlav Lefnei Ruach HaKodesh. V'lefnei Tchiyas HaMesim. Dargesh HaShayechaz L'Yechidei Skula. And he writes, look what he writes about Kedusha. Right, how does he describe Kedusha? On line 12, he quotes from the Mesolos Yesharim. We are so connected to God. Every single activity that we do in life is connected to Hashem. It's connected to spirituality. We go shopping, it's connected to Hashem. We do this, that's Kedusha. We never leave Hashem's presence. The intensity of Shivisi Hashem Lenegdi Samid that we, that the Shochan Arach starts off with. But that's Kedusha. To always to be in that div- godly state of mind. Dar Gazusha Yechathan Hashem Rami Malo. The Echzesh Atzibi Kedoshim Tiyu Nemer Bahakel Lachalakalal Klulo. So how is it possible that this Tzibi of Kedoshim Tiyu is said to everybody? It's said to Yechidei Skula. Second question. And this question is asked by many. Line 16. Why is the Tzivui formulated? Kedoshim, Tihiyu, you shall be. Tihiyu is Lashen Asid in the future. Hayatzarach Liftov, Kedoshim, Heyu, Lashen Hove. Ken Hikshar Achayim HaKadosh. There are Achayim Asas and others. It should be present tense. Be holy, not you shall be in the future. Should it be to you? Should it be hey you? Suggest the Otsras HaTorah. One question answers the other one. Those are always the best answers. We have two questions, and each one answers the other one. On the top. Venira Levaer to Kushya Achas Meturetzes Dachaverta. And he says a tremendous Yisod for life. This is a take home thought for all of us. The Be'emes. You know why it's not present tense? Because it's basically impossible for most of us to reach the level of Kedusha. So Hashem can't tell us present tense, be holy now, because how are we going to get there? We're building on the Zahirus and the Zrizus and the Nikius and the Prishus. So how is it possible to get to the to later stages? Says the Ezra Zatora, you're right. That's why it doesn't say it in the present tense. To lo kulam pidargazu kavoa. Ela, tzivu yhatora kadoshim tiyulashin asid. Vahainu, ta'asu dvarim, sha'al yadam tagiyu l'kdusha. You know what the secret is? 
we have to spend our life striving even if we're never going to get there. Life's not about getting there. Life's about the effort and having the goal in mind even if we might not ever get there. Yes, how do we get there? Mahaim Kedoshim, Prushim and Arais and Aveira, Shmurim and Achit, Vikasha Yasa Ada Mitidu as Komasha Yochalasos, Mavticha Torah Shabasofashal Davar, Kedoshim Tihu, Tagila Darga Gvoashal Kdusha Basid. It's in the future because we might not ever get there. But it's said to every single Jew, because every single one of us has to strive and never stop climbing. We ne- we don't see the we see the top of the ladder, it's in Shamayim. And we'll keep climbing for 120 years and we might not ever get to, the, get there, to the top. But our goal is not to reach the top. Our goal is to eye the top and try to get there. And that's all that we are commanded to do. And that's why it's in the future. It's not present. But that's why it's for everybody. Because every single one of us could do... And the rest is up to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Hashem can help us out with the rest. Kvishamru Chazal, he quotes the Chazal, line 8, Habola Taher, Misayin Oso. Right, anyone who comes to be matar themselves, Hashem helps. Adam Shemekadesh Atzmo Ma'at Bekadshin Oso Harbei, someone who tries to sanctify himself a little bit, Hashem meets him more than halfway. Fareftich HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Yisrael, Bini Pischuli Pesach Echad, Kechudesh Omachad, very famous Medrash, Open up for me a little door, a little Pesach, the size of the eye of a needle. Tiny little opening. You give me a tiny, tiny opening, and I'll spread it out. And I'll make it big enough so that wagons and horses could go through. You just got to keep going. If we keep climbing, if we have the Tihiyu attitude, and we see the Kedoshim, that's all HaKadosh Baruch Hu asks from us. And that is what life's about. It's not about finishing, it's about trying to finish. And if we try, that's all HaKadosh Baruch Hu is interested in. Okay, moving right along. Staying on the theme of Kedoshim, as this is the name of the Parsha, and it is the beginning of the Parsha. Kedoshim to you, if you remember, Rashi says, Have a prushim in ha'arais min Not doing sin. That is how one could be holy. There is a very unclear line in Meseches Chulin. One line. One line in Chulin that we're going to have to try to understand what it means because the Gemara there also defines what a Kadosh is. If you look at the beginning of source number four, the one line is quoted. Chulin Dav Zayin The Gemara says, Yisrael Kadoshim Heim. Jews, Yisrael are holy. Jews are holy. Great. Yesh rotze ve'enlo. The yesh she'yeshlo ve'eno rotze. Ad kan loshen ha'gemara. There are those that want to, but they don't have anything. And there are those that have a lot, but don't want to. What, what does that mean, exactly? There are those that want to do a mitzvah. Okay, they want, but they can't. They don't have enough. They don't have the, the means. Okay. What's the yesh she'yeshlo ve'eno rotze? Right, Jews are holy. What exactly? Gemara is just very unclear. What does it mean? See, even before we see what Tosva says on the Gemara, there is a little story that is told about Rameir Shapiro. It's a little tongue-in-cheek story, little Derek Melitza, but uh, it's quoted here in the Sefer Lachzos Ben Hashem. 
See quotes from uh, Ramir Shapiro, of course, the Rosh Hashiva of the Chachmi Lublin, the founder of Dafyomi, and we always have to remember that to get into the yeshiva, you had to know 200 blot by heart. Imagine what the Rosh Yeshiva of the yeshiva was like. We can't even fathom. And, and it's true. Rav Osner, he was the last. He was just nifted last year and a half ago. Right? He, he, he testified. You had to know 200 blot by heart, Gemara Rashi Tosos, just to walk into the door. So who was the Rosh Yeshiva of that yeshiva? Rameo Lublin. So the story is told as follows. He was also in a fantastic people person, but a great collector of money. So one time he went around, he, he was Mefarnes, he supported the entire yeshiva. One time he came to an extremely wealthy individual who was also known to be a miser. Right? He wouldn't part with anything. Wouldn't part with anything. To be able to say no to Rameer Shapiro, you got to be a real serious auction. A serious miser. Not just a, you know, pushover miser. Got to be somebody who's really not ready to, to listen to anything. He was, he was hard. He was, he was iron. He wouldn't. Okay. What can I do? Can't always win. Before, as he was about to leave, Rameer Shapiro turns to him and says, I want to thank you. You want to thank me? I didn't give you anything. Now, now I understand Pshad and Gemara. Really? Which Gemara? Our Gemara in Mesech HaSchulim. What does it say there? Yisrael Kedoshim Heim. Yeshla Rotzev Lo. Yeshla Vena Rotzev. Right? Well, Jews are holy. Some want and don't have. Some have and don't want. So says Rameer Shapiro. Bishlama, I understand the first half. Line nine. Bishlama, Misha If somebody wants to give staka, they want to do the mitzvah, and they can't, they don't have the means, they don't have the ability, I understand why they're called the Kadosh. Lama Nikra Kadosh. I understand, that's obvious, they have the Ratzon to do it. But if somebody has the wherewithal, they have the means, they have everything at their disposal, but they don't do it, why are they a Kadosh? Why is he called the Kadosh? So, says Ramir Shapiro, ah, put this together with another Gemara. And again, it's a little it's tongue-in-cheek. He invented it as a Melissa. doesn't say whether the guy gave money at the end or not. But he says, ah, the Gemara says in Shabbos, Kuf Yadalid, why Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi was nicknamed Rabbeinu HaKadosh. Right? He was nicknamed Rebbe, Rabbi Hanasi. Why was he called HaKadosh? Why HaKadosh? So said Ramir Shapiro, Mi shum shlo hiknes yodot neto. He never touched any part of his body that was meant to be covered. Right? He never put his hand under his belt, is the language of the Gemara. That's why he was called the Kadosh. Says the Lapsos Benoam Hashem, Ha'ashir You also, you have pockets. You have pockets filled with money. You also don't put your hand under your belt or open up your wallets. I guess that's what's called the Kadosh. And you're very careful not to put your hand under... Okay, but that's not the real shot of the Gemara. But either way, that's Rameer Shapiro thinking of the Gemara. But Lamaisa, what's the shot of the Gemara? So Tosus tells us, Tosus, I gave it to you if you look in Source 5, at the beginning of the Source 5, he quotes the Tosus on that Gemara. Tosus quotes, why is it a Kadosh? Because the people who want to do the mitzvah and can't do it, okay, they're called a Kadosh. But what about the person who has and doesn't want to? Says Tosus, no, the shot is, the context is Hachnasas Archim. Somebody who really doesn't want to have guests over. But you know what? They do because of peer pressure, because of 
Busha, because they don't want to be the only one in the town. That's what it means. Eino Rotsev Yeshlo. Tosa says, the line, Even though you have negative kavanas, but he's still called the Kaddosh. Look, when a Jew does something, he still does a mitzvah, even though he's not so interested in it. Okay, that's Tosas. But once we see Reb thought on the Gemara, then we understand the Gemara. The Sharmat Sian Balacha there in Chulin quotes Reb line 8, to give a different shot. Remember the Gemara. The Gemara has three lines. Yisrael Kedoshim Heim, Jews are holy. Some want to, but don't have. Some don't want to, but have. Says Rabbi Zusha. Classic Rabbi Zusha thought. To Yisrael Kedoshim Hainu, Biyachadim Kedoshim. What does it mean? Jews are holy altogether. Jews looked at in one unit, they're holy. Why? Demisha wrote Sevainlo, Mikhaim Achrazes Archim, Bimachshovevelobamaisa. If I want to do the mitzvah, but I can't. So Hashem says, okay, great. Did I do it? I didn't do it. I want to do it. Said Rabbi Zusha. As we know, the Mishnah Perkevos tells us that every time we do a mitzvah, we create a malach. We had a, a, a prosecutor uh, uh, for, for an Avera, a defense attorney for a mitzvah. Right? Proklit says Rabbi Zusha, if we wanted to do a mitzvah, but we didn't get to do the mitzvah, so then, we get the nesham of a malach, whatever that means. Says if you should, we don't have the goof, we don't have the full malach, because you only have the thought, but you didn't have the action. But, says Rabbi Zusha, based on Tosvis, what did the guy do? He didn't want to invite, but he invited, because he didn't want to be embarrassed. So he doesn't have the machshava for the mitzvah, but he had the maisa mitzvah. So some Jews have the machshava for the mitzvah, some Jews have the maisa mitzvah. You put it all together... Yisrael Kedoshim Heim. Says Rabbi Zusha, you have to read the first line of the Gemara as the title for the next two lines, and call Yisrael, Yeshlam Chedlam Haba, call Yisrael Kedoshim Heim, the Gemara says. Omish Yeshlam Enarot said, just finished reading, Ubecholzos, Mamas Minas Chavei Rebdei Abusha, Nivra Mizeh Gufsha Malach, Shemekayim Mitzvah B'maisa V'lo B'machshava, B'tzirif Shneim Heim Kedoshim. So the person who wanted to do the mitzvah but couldn't supplies the machshava, supplies the neshama, and the one who did it but didn't want to supplies the guf, the physical, even though malachim aren't physical at all, but Rabbi Zusha is suggesting there's something internal even by a malach, and Baruch Hashem, altogether we have Yisrael Kedosh. Okay, so now let's move to some of the actual mitzvos. In the Parsha, which there are many of, let's focus on Perek Yutes Pasig Yudzain. A mitzvah that there are even some Amoraim who say it's impossible today. It's such a hard mitzvah. It's almost impossible. And there's hardly anyone, some of the Amoraim said, that know how to do this mitzvah. Oh, so which one? There are a lot of mitzvahs in the Parsha. Arla, Kilai Behema, right? Uh, which one? Says the Pasik in Yutes Yudzayin, Losisas Achicha Bilvavecha, do not hate, right? Sinaschinam, Hocheach Tochiach Esamisecha, giving rebuke to our neighbor. It's a mitzvah to rebuke a fellow Jew. That's a tough mitzvah. It's a tough mitzvah both on the giver, to know the boundaries, and even on the receiver. There is one of the Moni mitzvos, I think it's the smak, counts 
kabelas tochachos as a mitzvah say daraisa also. Not just giving tochacha, but accepting tochacha. That might be even harder when somebody tells us that we're doing something wrong. You know, our knee-jerk reaction is to become defensive and put up a fight. Who's he to tell me that I'm doing something wrong? You know, let him check out his own mistakes. That's our usual reaction. So that, that we, we blew a mitzvah say daraisa there, according to the smak. But we're not going to focus on that. The accepting tochachos, yes, we have to try to do our best to accept when our faults are pointed out to us. But the other side, the giving of the tochacha, is something very challenging. And Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky on the Parsha talks at length about it, and he defines, at least gives us a little Pesach to understand and a little strategy to know how we're supposed to approach this mitzvah. Says the Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky, first in Source 6, and then we'll see what he says back in Parsha's Vayetzeh. Hine, Regilim Anulachshov, we normally think, says Rabbi Yaakov, Shemitzvas Tochachahi, Sha'anu Tzrichim Lios HaShomrim Shalakarish Barachu. We usually think of Tochacha as, we are God's bodyguards. Hashem needs guards. So you know what? We're going to make sure that ev- nobody's. Nobody's doing anything to hurt him. No, we're going to fight for God. We're going to be the Tzivos Hashem. Since Hashem wants all people to fulfill his mitzvos, if my friend's not doing something wrong, I have the power to scream at him, embarrass him, hit him, do anything I can to make him follow Hashem's mitzvos. Because after all, I'm God's Shomer. He needs me. What would he do without me? I need to make sure that all my fellow Jews are, are doing exactly how I feel they should be doing. That's one approach to Tochacha. Says Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky, that's 100% wrong. That's not what Tochacha is about. And if anybody, and Rachman al-Itzlan ad we still see fellow Jews out there that give Tochacha with this attitude, thinking that they're the Shomrim of God, and it's their job to make sure that everybody does uh, what Hashem, what Hashem thinks is correct. If this is true, it's a purely ben adam lamakom idea to make sure that he's doing acting properly. But says Rabbi Yaakov, if that's true, I'll ask you a very strong question. If that's what tochacha is about, then why are there limitations on tochacha? For example, keep reading the pasuk. What does the pasuk say? What do we learn out from that phrase? I can't embarrass my friend. I have to give tochacha in a soft way, in a private way. If it's embarrassing, so then I can't do it. Why not? I'm, I'm the Shomer Hashem. I am guarding, I, I'm God's bodyguard. So who cares if it's embarrassing? What, if, I do a, if I'm doing a mitzvah, let's say the mitzvah is embarrassing to me. Let's say, you know, I'm going to wear tzitzis and the friend that I'm walking with is going to be very embarrassed that I'm wearing tzitzis. So do I not wear tzitzis because I'm embarrassing him? No, I'm doing a mitzvah. I'm doing what God, want, God wants. So who cares that he's embarrassed if I'm doing exactly what Hashem wants? So if the mitzvah of tochacha is also about a mitzvah say, so who cares that somebody else is going to be embarrassed by it? Obviously there's something different here. Or to add, we know there's another limitation. If I knew 100% that the person's not going to listen, what does the Gemara say? Kishem she mitzvah lomar davar ha nishma, kach mitzvah shalom lomar davar she'en nishma. 
I'm not allowed to say it. What do you mean not allowed to say it? I'm on, I'm the shomer. I'm making sure that what pe- that people are doing what God. We're not talking about Bezdin here. We're not talking about Bezdin. Bezdin has their own job. We don't have a Bezdin. Maybe by the base of Migdash, we should be zochet to a, a Sanhedrin and all the Batidinim again. But here we're talking about individuals. So if Ruve knows 100% that Shimon's not going to listen, then he's not allowed to give Tochacha. And it's not there to give Tochacha. Why? Isn't Tochacha because I have to guard and watch out for, for Hashem, for what Hashem wants? Obviously, there's something different here. Line 22. is not about being God's bodyguard. If you look in the context, the juxtaposition in our parsha, what is the context of Tochacha? It's right before Vyatorecha Kamocha. It's right after Losisa Sakicha Bilbavecha. It's after Losinach Rachil Bamecha. It's surrounded by other mitzvos that are meant to engender love and unity and to bring people together. And in that context of the mitzvah of Tochacha. Isn't that strange? I would have thought Tochacha like like makes people separate and brings machlokas. Obviously that's the wrong Tochacha. If somebody's giving tochacha and the outcome's going to be machlokas, that's obviously the wrong tochacha. Tochacha has to come out of love. Why does a parent give tochacha to their own child, but not to their neighbor's child? Why? Because the parent loves their own child, and they want to help them follow HaKadosh Baruch Hu's ways. And that's why a child might say, but they're doing it, and the parent will say, I'm not in charge of them. I don't have the same feelings for them. I'm not responsible for them. I'm resp- I have connections to you. Hainu. Shekdiralanu atara, she is sowed mitzvah tochacha. Srikhaliosha chote margish. Kilu amochiach oselo tove gedola. Bemashu mochiach oso. It has to be, imagine, imagine if, if, if you're lost. You're traveling in a totally, uh, you know, let's say your car, you know, your, your ways died, no maps in the car, nothing, you have no idea where to go. And somebody comes over and says, can I help you? And you say, I have no idea. And somebody tells you which way to go. You're going to be upset at him? Because you thought you should go to the right and they told you to go to the left? No, I, I can't believe you're telling me to go to the left. No, you'll say thank you. I didn't realize that I was going in the wrong direction. That's how the recipient of the tochacha has to feel. Has to feel like, oh, I'm out there to help them. And like we said before, the recipient has to try to make sure that they're down like that the person has my best interest in mind. But it's a duel, it's a it's a team effort. The Mochiach has to really have the best intentions and out for the good of the recipient. Twenty-nine. I'm giving you back a lost item. You're lost. Spiritually, and I'm helping you out. Vinamshal is a marshal. He gives a marshal. He says, "I walk into my friend's uh, house, and I see he's about to lend money to somebody who I know used to have a lot of money, but now is broke." And I tell him, "You know, you should just be careful because so and so doesn't have any money anymore. Just do you know that?" So is the guy going to scream at me and say, "What do you mean? I'm giving him money. Don't tell me that he's broke. He's not going to be able to pay me back." No, he'll thank me. He'll say, "Oh, really? I didn't realize that." I'm helping him. I'm giving him information to help. That's tochacha. We don't say, oh, the assay of tochacha is docha, the losas, of embarrassing somebody. No. 
the embarrassing somebody is a limitation on the mitzvah of Tochacha itself. Tochacha has to be out of love. And Rabbi Yaakov says the same thing earlier in the Torah in Parshas Vayetzeh. In Parachav Tess, Yaakov Avinu is on the run. He comes and what does he get to first? He comes to the well and the shepherds are there. And Rachel and Leah are not there yet. But what's the first word he says to them? Rabbi Yerucham also said, makes this point. Vayomer Lahem, Yaakov. Yaakov says to them, Achai. He's about to tell them, you are acting incorrectly. Why are you taking a break? You know, why you're, you're, you're workers and you're, you're uh, being lazy and you're being paid for this. What's the first word Yaakov says? Achai. Right? The modern day slang of Israelis. Hey, achi, achi. Comes from the Torah. Achai, me'ayinatem. Tamid milazu omedes bifnei. Bifan, this word never is used by somebody you don't know. He was there. Why is he saying Achai here? So he says the same exact thing that he says later on in our parsha. He quotes the Gemara in Mesechah's Arachin on line 13, where the Gemara discusses limitations of Tochacha. Limitations. And again, why should there be any limitations? If it's just a mitzvah saying, here he quotes the language of the Rambam. The Rambam, which he did not quote in our parsha, but the Rambam in Ilchaz Deus, line 20. The Rambam says, and again, we're spending some time on this because this is a mitzvah say that we have to understand. If I see my friend sinned or he's following a path that's lotov, mitzvah zero lemutav, ulahodio, shuhuchote al atzvah v'maisav haroim. I have to try to correct his behavior. Shenemar, hochiach tochiach es amisecha. Hochiach es chavero, bein bidvarev sheveno leveno leveno, bein dvarev sheveno levein, levein ha, levein hamakom. Sorech lochicho beino levein atzmo. You have to try to help them. V'yadabra lo benachas, ubalashen racha. You have to speak to them softly, maybe, I think. And here's the line. V'yodio sheveno omer lo ela letovaso. You gotta make sure that the recipient knows I'm out for his good. I'm out for his well-being. And if I see it's not going, then I have to stop. Because then I see that they're not ready for it. It has to come out of Ava. And that's what Yaakov Avinu teaches us. Even a bunch of non-Jewish shepherds that he comes to and he's about to be Mochiach, he starts off with Achai. Right? Line 43. The Medrash Yaakov Avinu Balochicham. Imschi rematem, if you're hired workers, lo shilam tefulazayom, right, you didn't finish the job, if it's yours, either you're being lazy, or you're being, you're stealing. One of the two, imkein kodim shabali de midas tochacha, so before he gives tochacha, hayamutal alav, lo ober ahava vaachva benehem. That is the root of tochacha has to come out of a caring. And again, this, that's what makes it so difficult. It all depends, a lot of this depends on the relationship, it depends on the context, it depends do I know the person, do they look up to me as a role model, do they not? You know, it's, it's, there's a lot that goes into it. But again, this is what the root of the, what the root of the mitzvah is. We discussed this a little bit also back in the Haggadah Shir a couple of weeks ago. I gave it to you again because it fits in. In source number nine, Rav Zilberstein in the Chashuke Chemet discusses why in the Dalit Banim, by the She'eni Yodea Lishol, was the language of Agada At Psachlo. 
Atz. You, Psachla, open up for him. And Atz is Lashon Akeva. He says, why Lashon Akeva? Well, usually it's hardly ever. It's Atah. What's Atz Psachlo? So it explains the Chashukei Chemed that Bizman Hazeh, you know, so many Eniyodei Elishols out there. Most Jews out there are Eniyodei Elishols. So we have to try to be Makarev and give Tochacha, but in a sweet, soft way. And the soft way is always Lashon Akeva. Always reflects softness, right? That's the lashon of uh, uh, right tagei by tagei lebnei Yisrael and somar lebeis Yaakov, right? Because it's softer. Somar is a, is a, a softer lashon. And then he quotes the story, if you remember, about the Bachas Bidrash Otai. He says on line five, he once met a chayal atur kanfeit snicha. He was wearing. He was at Sanchan. He was a paratrooper. He was not interested in anything. He was not interested. He saw the, he was closed. He was hardened. I knew whatever I say, he knew tochacha in the normal way was not happening. It was going to fall on a closed heart. He says, look, I've got a put me in front of him. You know what? I'll try something. I'll try something. So I started off, he starts off with an at psachlo. What did he do? He says, he says, you know what? I'm very jealous of you. Very, he did not expect that to come out of my mouth, says of Zoristine. First time you ever saw somebody with a black hat and a long black coat, say something like that to him. I'm really jealous of you. And he started to melt already. He already started. And he says, what? And then he explains, he says, Azim Shachti. Ever hear of a great rabbi named Rabbi Yonah? No? Let me tell you something that he said a long time ago. Rabbi Yonah was one of the great rabbis. And he says that the Gemara tells us, line 15, that death atones for all sins. But not only Misa itself, says Rabbi Yonah, even even facing death and life and death situations. Even if a person didn't reach death, but even the thought of it, facing it, says the Chashuk Echemet to this Sanchan, I see what's on your shoulders. You must have, you must have felt pretty scared in various situations. And I'm a kana in you. All of a sudden that did it. After a couple of seconds, He's open, and he asks, when's your next year? That's what we have to learn. That's what we have to realize how we give to people. But again, we always have to remember, on the receiving end, like we said from the smak, there's a mitzvah say of Kabbalah setochachos. There's always a knee-jerk reaction to put up our defense mechanism and not want anyone to tell us that we're doing something wrong. And we have to try to shed that and do our best to be able to hear tochacha from whoever it might be. Okay. So the very next pasik tells us, after tochacha, lo sikom mecha, Revenge, losikom velositar, we discussed that in the past. Nekam and netira, how is that possible? The beautiful Sefer Achinuch uh, that we have mentioned, that man is a subject and an object, and we have to look at ourselves as subjects for Bechira Chachis, but everything else that happens in life, we're just objects. And they, the other people are just the tools. Okay, we don't I'll review that now, but it's always Kedai, always uh, worthwhile to review that Sefer Achinuch every single year. It's on this week's parsha. 
But the next phrase, as we discussed before, v'yahavta l'reacha kamocha. So there is a thought that is mentioned by a number of the Bali Musr. I gave it to you from Rav Shimon Shkup, who's not usually known as one of the Bali Musr. But in his Hagdama to the Shar Yoshar, his Lamdish Sefer on various issues of Chazaka and Safek, he has two pages which we've quoted in other parshios in the past. We quoted two other parts of this Hagdama. But now we're going to quote the following part in source number 10, where he discusses V'yat L'recha Kamoch. Says Rav Shimon Shkup, Amnam, we're not going to read the whole thing, but we'll read parts of it. Amnam, Im Yomar Adam L'hachniya es tiv'o, if somebody says to themselves, they want to lower themselves, they want to be machnia themselves, they want to try, as it says in Perkyavos, batelatz machop, mibnei rusono. If somebody tries to do that, is that the goal in life? To not think of myself at all, zero, FS, nothing? Is that the goal? My whole life should be about the other person? My whole mahus, I don't have a mahus. It's all about the others. Is that what Hashem wants from me? Is that, and that we can be exactly like Hashem. Right? Because Hashem is the ultimate mativ. So just mahu afatah, just like Hashem is ultimate mativ, so to me. Is that what Hashem wants from us? Says Rav Shimon Shkap, Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva tells us otherwise. We can't go that far in imitating God. Line 5.: That's not what Hashem wants from us. To totally self-nullify, to totally obliterate our ani. That is not what Hashem wants. Hashem is Hashem. We have to be like, yes, it says eight times in the Torah in different ways, but it doesn't mean literally. Where does Rabbi Akiva teach us this? Line 7. The famous Rabbi Akiva, one canteen in the desert. I have it, I keep it. My life comes first. Which shows that there's a me in life. And the me even comes before others. The Gamram Zulon of the Farishas, the Mikra, even the Pasik itself. What does the Pasik say? It's Kamocha. Kamocha means I love myself. And I have to try to love my friend as I love myself. But that Pasik assumes that there's a love for myself. And there's an acknowledgement of that reality. And what did we say? What did the Gemara say? What did Hillel tell his students? Line 7. Only in the negative. Right to the garret to stand, stand on one foot. What did Hillel say? What you don't want done to you, don't do unto others. He didn't say the positive. Really, fundamentally, we come first. And not only that is that the mitzvah, but that's how Hashem created us. There will never be a time that other people should or can come because we all have self-worth and it's healthy that way. Turning the page. Right? The Hashem had planted it in us. What does the Gemara say? 
A person would rather have a little bit that he worked for than to be given you know, ninefold from someone else. Right? Right? What we worked for feels much better. So if that's true, we've just established that's what's Vatha So we started off by saying step one, okay, does a person should a person totally nullify themselves? No. Right? And we have to have some type of self worth. Kamocha. So how do we fulfill the mitzvah of Azarecha Kamocha? So he says beautifully. Line seventeen at the end. Vihine. In Bahashkafari Shona, Rikshay Ahavas Atsmo, Virikshay Ahavas Zulaso, Haim Kitsara Zulazu, and this is also, you know, modern uh, psychologists also talk about this uh, this idea that he's about to say. Even though on the surface, love of oneself and love of others are contradictory and they go in opposite directions. If I love me and I love others, those can go hand in hand. But if we think about it a little deeper, we could unify. If Hashem demands but He also demands then obviously those aren't contradictory. Obviously somehow they could go together. So how could I do that? That's the secret. When I say ani, what do I mean by ani? He doesn't go through every step, but I'll just add in. So, growing up, and when we're younger, the ani is me. Just me. That's what the ani is. When I'm younger, when I'm a teenager, it's me. But as we get older and hopefully find our mate, all of a sudden, the ani is not just one person anymore. The ani is a pair, is a zug. There's shalom bias. Right, the ani, right, the Rabbi Levine, our leg hurts. Right, there's the ani all of a sudden expanded. And when one has children all of a sudden, the ani's a little bigger. It's me, I love myself. But all of a sudden, myself is not just the physical myself, but it is the nuclear family, my wife and kids. And then, of course, maybe other relatives. And little by little, my shul. Uh, people will dive into my shul and people in my neighborhood and, and people in my, in my city and people... All of a sudden, what is the Kodesh Baruch What's the goal? Halavayil never be. But in a certain sense, the entire Jewish people should be Bayani. It shouldn't be contradictory. If I'm helping someone out, it's because they're a part of me. And we're all Tzalem Elohim. And we're all connected. And that's how I have to look at it. Of course, Chayecha Kodman. And we can't deny that. And Kamocha comes first. But just like we understand the expansion, you know, when it comes to a wife and kids, just expand it a little more. And he says that's the pshat of a very unusual line in Mesecha Sukkah, where if we read, we could think, what, who? Hillel. Hillel, who if we read in, in Shabbos Lamed Aleph, all the great stories about Hillel, Hillel didn't get angry when he was called four times out of the shower, and Hillel, the three converts that came to Hillel, convert me on one foot and only teach me Torah Shabbat Sav, and, and I'm an Achad, I'm the Kohen Gadol. Hillel, such an unof, such a humble person, such a... This is Hillel. Hillel was on top, right, Yumalamed Hay, he's on top of the roof, he put his ear down. This is Hillel, and the snow on him. This is Hillel. All of a sudden, Hillel, Mesecha Sukkah, 
What does he say? Line 25. Ma'amaro shel Hillel. Shahia Omer. Im Anili. I'm sorry. He, I'm sorry. He quotes a different Hillel. I was thinking about a different Hillel. He quotes the one in Perki Avos. I'll get to the other one soon. Im Ain Anili Mili. What does that mean? He says this pshat. We'll get to the other hill in a second. I apologize. If I'm not for myself, who am I? Meaning, I come first. Ani comes first, the real Ani. But But if my Ani stops with me, then Moani, what is my Ani? It's so limited. So I have to have my Ani, but I have to expand my Ani. Hainu adam lehis amets. That's the ani. The other uh, statement of Hillel I wanted to mention was at the end of Sukkah, If I'm here, akolkan. If I'm here, everybody's here. Sounds somewhat Balgaiva-ish. Uh, no, what was his ani? What was Hillel's Ani? He had a different type of Ani than, than uh, everyone else, but he relates it to, they could put that with this as well. Okay, let's move right along. So we spoke about Kedusha, we spoke about Tochacha, we spoke about Vyatorecha Kamocha. Let's move on to another mitzvah detail. Yutes Chavzayin. Says the Torah, Lo sakifu pa'as roshchem, velosashchus es pa'as zekonecha. The Isra of cutting off one's payas, and destroying with a razor one's beard. Right? That is the uh, Isser, one of the few Isurim, which the Mishnah says in Kiddushin, only applies to men and not to women. There is a Medrash Plia. What's a Medrash Plia? A Medrash that says something and yet we have no idea what it's talking about. Source number 12. Says the Medrash Plia, quoted here in the Meshachachma. The Meshachachma quotes the Medrash Plia from the Avas Yonason of Yonason Ibishitz. But it just quotes the Medrash, so we'll just see it in the Meshachachma. Says the Meshachachma. Shalu says the Medrash. Shalu the Rebbe. Mipnei ma atem megalchem se'aroshchem ve'atem megalchem pa'asignechem. Why do you, Rebbe, mipnei atem megalchem se'aroshchem? You shave, you get haircuts. You get haircuts. Ve'atem megalchem pa'asignechem. But you don't, you know, cut your beard. That was the question to Rebbe. Right? Why do you fo- why do you leave the beard hair, the facial hair, but the, on the on the top, you know, you get a you know, you get a regular haircut. Amrulo, what does Rabbi say? The hair on our head grew bishtus in foolishness, and our facial hair grew with wisdom. What does that mean? That's a magic plea. You know, what, exa- what is the Medrash talking about? Says the Meshachachma. Meshachachma, in his creative thinking mode. Says the Meshachachma. Unbelievable. Hamachuvan. Delo matzanu al mitzvah shahabore yaseh siyog b'teva. Generally, says the Meshachachma, we have a concept called a siyog, a fence law. Sometimes from the Torah, midaraisa. Hashem sometimes makes fence laws. We just had one. Pesach, according to the Ran. The Ron says that you're not allowed to even have chametz in your house. The Israel by Yerba Yimot say, Mida because you might come to eat it. So there are many. Rabbi Yosef Engel has 20 examples of Syag Dorises. There are fence laws that Hashem makes. Don't do A because it might come to lead to B. The Israel of Yichud 
which is uh, some types of yichud is daraisa. Don't do what you might come to be. Don't cook basavachal. You might come to eat basavachal. Many examples. And then, of course, there was siyagim idurabanan. Most siyagim are durabanan gzera durabanan. Don't do this. Don't ride with your left hand on Shabbos because you might come to ride with your right hand. Vichulu. Says the Meshachachma, there's one exception to the rule. An unusual type of siyag. What is he talking about? Let's continue. There is a siyag that Hashem made in nature in order to be a fence law for arayos. To keep men and women apart from each other. Right, so we know there are laws of Yichud, there are laws of uh, Negiya, there, there are many laws. Says the Meshachachma, but there's one part of nature that acts like a siyag. Says the Meshachachma, and Rav Kuperman in the footnotes explains, every difference between, physical difference between men and women could be attributed to the reproductive purpose of the woman and the man, the differences. The differences in the physical body of the man and the woman has to do with the fact that women bear the children and they're, they're pregnant to bear the children and men are not and there are differences between the two. That's all the differences. And women nurse the child. What about facial hair? Says the Meshachachma, is there a purpose? Does that serve a purpose? We now that... Men have facial hair and women do not. So there's a question of what is considered beautiful and attractive and what not. But inherently, says the Meshachachma, is there a reason for the difference in nature? Says the Meshachachma, to keep men and women separate. It's a siyag. Like the Gemara tells us, he quotes it later on. That's why there's different halachas in Beget Ish, Beget Isha, about men not being able to shave every part of their body because it is part of the larger issue of Siagla Arayos. Says the Meshachachma, let's continue for a moment. If that's the symbol of the facial hair, what's the symbol of the hair on top of our head? What do we have in Shas about hair? Well, let's think about the Torah before we get to Gemara. Who had long hair? Was long hair a good thing in Tanakh or not? Four men. Yosef Atzadik, Misal Sabasairo. Avshalom, Nitgaeb Sa'aro. Right? Hair could lead to Yetzahara, lead to negative situations. Right? The Gemara tells us, right in the footnote, he brings the whole Gemara in the Dharam Daftes about Shimon Atzadik. says, I never met a L'shem Shemayim Nazir until I met a Nazir who had long hair and he said, It's driving me to my Yetzahara. I'm going to become a Nazir and cut it off. Says the Meshachachma, let's get back to our Medrash for a moment. What's the difference between hair on top of our head and hair under our chin? The hair on our head can lead to foolishness, can lead to issues with the Yetzahara. And the hair under our face, the hair, our facial hair, that's Chachma. That HaKadosh Baruch Hu put into the difference. So men and women, besides the differences attributed to the different reproductive avodos that men and women have, but just to keep the gender separate. Rahman al-Islam, we live in a time period where every gender difference in the whole world is trying to be broken down. We have to emphasize, HaKadosh Baruch Hu put it into the Bria, that there are differences. 
A man is a man, and a woman is a woman, and it, that's visible. That's visible from the outside. Why is it visible? Because Hashem made a siyag. Hashem made a siyag, made a fence law, in order to help make it easier for us. That's a meshachachma understanding of medrash. Okay, finishing up for tonight, one more thought said by two great contemporary rabbis. Let's go to Perek Yotes, Pasig Lamid Dalad. Pasig Lamid Dalad. Let's start with Lamid Gimel. If there is a stranger, if there is a ger that is living amongst you, do not take advantage. What's ona'a? Ona'a, making fun of them. Ona'a's dvarim. Lotonu, Rashi says, ona'a's dvarim. Right? If somebody was a ger, don't, don't ridicule them. Like a citizen, he should be with you. You shall love him as you love yourself. Because you were Geirim in Egypt. It's a question that I, I saw a number of Mepharshim talk about. Uh, I saw it over Pesach. Uh, the question is, why did we have to start out like this? Why did our nation have to be built, have to be born through Shibud? Right, this was already forecast. Yes, we have all the drushes of, of Yo, the Mechiris Yosef, and that's the reason we went out to Mitzrayim. But ultimately, we know Avram Avinu was told. Right when Avram Avinu decided, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you are the ruler, the Baal Habira, Hashem says, okay, this is the plan. And the plan is that your children are going to be subjugated for hundreds of years. They're going to be in a strange land. And ultimately, there's going to be the birth of a nation. And the question is, why did we need that? We're the only nation that started off in such a, in such a state. So Rav Salvechik writes in Misaris Harav, in the Chumash, put together uh, based on his writings, he and following in our contemporary age, Rabbi Jonathan Sachs, in his Haggadah, say very similar ideas. And that is, says Rav Salvechik, first in Source 14, why can we not rise as a people in our own land in prosperity and abundance? Why do we need this? Explains Rav Salvechik, the answer is simple. If our morality was to be one of kindness and chesed, it could not have been formulated for people who knew not what suffering is. Only people in exile could understand and appreciate a morality of kindness. The Gemara Yavamas tells us that we in nature, Jews are Rahman and Baishanim Gomli Chasadim, there's a soft side, there's a, there's a, there's an in, internal side that we connect to people in suffering. We connect to orphans and widows and strangers. This morality, this feeling, this essence within us comes from the fact that we were born in suffering, and we were born in bondage, and we were born in oppression. The unique morality of the Jew is rooted in a very sensitive, exceptionally tender, and warm approach to man. The Torah is concerned with kavod abrios, human dignity. The concept and halacha of kavod abrios is based on this. And Rav Salvechik continues and says there's a difference between a marachim and a rachamon. Not just somebody who performs kindness and acts with compassion, but somebody who is compassionate. Somebody who is defined by their compassion. He continues later on, the Jew is saturated with compassion and mercy. We all know what a Jew feels when he says this boy is an orphan, this woman is a widow. Right? We all have that connection that it's amazing. What other nation? There's somebody who's going through Tsarist on one side of the, of the planet and on the other side of the planet they're saying Tehillim for him. Every day after davening. Where does that come from? It comes from the fact that we started in Shebut Mitzrayim. So we have a softer touch to ourselves. We're not, there's no edge and that's what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted, to create a nation like that. And in his own way, Rabbi Jonathan Sachs and his Agada 
also writes this as well. He asked the question, why did he want his people to experience slavery? Why was exile in Egypt the necessary prelude to their life as a sovereign nation to the promised land? Why? Explains Rabbi Jonathan Sachs, based on, he gives a pshat in, uh, in the story of Yonah, that Hashem gave him a tree and then took away the tree. Why did he do that? Because we appreciate what we don't have, that we, what we once had. If we have something and we lose it, even Rahman al-Islam by a person, we only appreciate once we don't have it anymore. HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted to create us without having something so that when we have it, we recognize what it is. On the top of the next page, what we have and then lose, we do not take for granted. The religious vision is not about seeing things that are not there. It's about seeing the things that are there and always were, but that we never noticed or paid attention to. This is what... Yahadus is about. It's about recognizing Cheres because we weren't born in Cheres. He even says the children. He says, what Am Yisrael, we have an infatuation. We have such a focus on children. Whenever Jews move into a neighborhood, one of the first things we have to do is to build this school or build the yeshiva. Why is it so important? Because our Imos all had difficulty having children. Each one of them was an Akar until HaKadosh Baruch Hu came in. So it's in within us to appreciate Children, there, there's so much of who we are, right? We even say we, we don't believe that having a child is just something natural, something biological. It's also miraculous. It's also part of the religious experience. We mentioned in past years that on the Echon uh, Miodeh at the end of the Seder, see, each one of them has something to do with Torah and with Judaism. Uh, the Avos, the Mos, the Chumish, the Mishnah, everything. What about number nine? Tisha Yacheleda. So is that because we couldn't just think, we couldn't think of another nine, so we just had to come up with that one? Or no. The Shemanatov writes in his Agada that that also has something that has to do, or maybe he writes as one of his farm, not in the Agada. That also has to do with religion, because we recognize that having a child is also something unique and, and special and from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Says uh, Rabbi Sachs, 29, Israel had to lose its freedom before it could cherish it. Only what we lose do we fully pay attention to. Israel had to suffer the experience of slavery and degradation before it could learn, know, and feel intuitively that there is something morally wrong with oppression. And he ends with the amazing line, Israel became the people conceived in slavery so it would never cease to long for liberty and know that liberty is anything but natural let us all remember and appreciate all the brachas HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us nationally, individually not that Chas Hashem, you would have to take it away from us but we were born without gifts so it's our job to remember the gifts that we have ok, we'll stop here but Hashem will continue next week as we continue in the post-Pesach Parsha Shiurim